Hey everyone. Hey everyone. I'm Emily. And I'm Maria. And this is the Open Plan Podcast. We're excited to have you here. Join us in navigating life and architecture as young professionals tackling career, education, social lives, and everything in between. Keep up with us on Instagram at Open Plan Podcast. So now let's get into it. Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome back to Open Plan Podcast. Thank you for being here today. It's been a while since we last recorded. Our last recording was with Yusuf. That was a big, yeah. um, a monster of an episode to edit. <laughs> but um, We had so much good content to go through. Yes, uh, it was so good. We're so excited that um, we got a great response from people. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to it yet, go back one episode. It's our lo- or like first kind of big interview that we did. Right. And we're planning on doing a few more. And Yusuf's a natural, I will say, at podcasting. Yeah. He's a great storyteller. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could just get deep in there. And we we got, we touched on so many different topics. It was really right. fun. Like outside of architecture. Even, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. It's been a while. A lot of things happened. What's been new with you, Emily? Um, What's been new with me? So right after we recorded with Yusuf, I took my construction evaluation exam. So that's the third area exam. And I passed, so that was definitely big. Um, I'm pretty sure when we were recorded, it was maybe like a week before I was going to take it, and I was like on edge. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, I passed, and I went on vacation like immediately after. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, and um, scheduled it where if I failed or passed, I like had a <laughs> way to get away. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went with my neighbors. We went to... Hilton Head um, for a full week, which was awesome. That's probably like the longest vacation I've taken in a while. But mm-hmm. we, since all of us are working remotely, like a bunch of us worked the first couple days of the week and then took off the rest of it. Um, so yeah, it inspired me. I'm like, what's stopping me from just <laughs> going to different that. houses around yeah. the world? <laughs> no, <laughs> a lot of people are doing that actually. Right. Um, we're still going in. My office is still going in like twice a week. So. But they're pretty flexible. Um, I told them, I was like, hey, I'm just going to work from home this mm-hmm. week. And they're cool with it. So definitely grateful for that. Um, but yeah, uh, it was. And Alfie was for, in the beach the first time. Yes. Running around. Oh my gosh, it was so adorable. Yeah, Alfie and then our neighbor's dog, who's a golden doodle, bonded on this trip. And they were just like frolicking on the beach together. Super cute. Um, we didn't have a leash on him. And he was like doing so great. Just like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He totally belongs to the beach, I realized. <laughs> Maybe you should move. <laughs> I know, right? We were, like, cleaning sand out from our house for, like, two weeks after because Alfie would just, like, shake. And Anyways. But, um, yeah, that that happened. And just back at it and working. Got a deadline. <laughs> and you also got the vaccine. Oh, yeah. Shot. Got my first. Yes. Oh, my gosh. What a relief. Feels like we're like turning a page or mm-hmm. something. I don't know. Like there's some positivity in the air. Like the weather has gotten better. Everyone's getting vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, things are back, like opening back up. Yeah, things are open. Even though in Atlanta, things were kind of already open. Yeah. Anyway, well, I mean, like we're going to places, now. but you and <laughs> me wouldn't more. go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and everything like the flowers down here are just like on another level. Um, yeah. Not today. Today is a really gloomy, rainy day. But I forgot to set the scene. Oh, yeah. Set the scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a Saturday morning earlier than me and Maria record. That's yes. why we're half awake right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we have coffee. Maria graciously provided with 
some foamed milk. <laughs> Barista vibes. Um, and it's raining. And yeah. it's pretty dark. But very appropriate for our cozy vibes this episode. Yeah. I'm feeling cozy. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so um, what's new with you? Life well, updates. I got a new job. Whoa, no big deal. No big deal. Um, yeah, that happened in March. I'm very excited. It's a little bit of a, a change of focus um, mm-hmm. because I'm doing more marketing now and working on proposals and things like that, which has always been an interest of, of mine and like the business development side. Um, so I just started. I mean, it's been like two weeks, but um, I think it might be interesting like later once I get a better feel for what this is and how it what that means for my career mm-hmm. to like do an episode on maybe like different career paths or yeah like going that route and i don't yeah. know i mean i think a lot of people are probably curious what a marketing manager kind of position entails in an architecture firm yeah um i mean i know every firm has one but you know i'm always interested in the business side too right and that's really cool um how have you felt I guess day to day, like not doing Revit. <laughs> I don't miss it. I know, right? <laughs> um, but I think, I mean, it hasn't been too long. But I, I do miss like some of the design mm-hmm. stuff. But that d- also like didn't really happen all that often when right. you're doing production work. So, Mm-mm. but I'm hoping that I'm gonna be able to kind of in- be in between. Like since I'm working on proposals, I can have some sort of. Uh, opinion or say on like a initial concept right so that's where i hope it will will end up obviously i just started so i haven't done anything (laughs) so when you say you work on proposals does that mean you're like laying out the proposal like an indesign yeah so you're like the 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 person that's accountable for the whole package to be done so Mm -hmm. you're doing all the laying out of the of the information but i'm also like getting the information laid out or the outline of the information and talking to the team and figuring out what that information is going to be like what's going to be the approach to the an interview or like what are we going to focus on what's this client what does this client value and like what is our experience right you know that kind of thing which is i mean a little bit hard right now because i don't know a lot of their experience because i just got there Mm -hmm. so that's where like it's been a little bit rough for me but once I get more familiar with their projects, then that's something I can pull out. Like, oh, we've done a similar project like this. Maybe we should talk about this yeah. solution that we did for this project. So it's like, it's not just laying it out. It's mm-hmm. like more of the content. For sure. So yeah, having the architecture background is definitely like a, a good thing. Yeah. You could understand project types more fully and, mm-hmm. you know, what your clients are looking for program-wise and all that stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, I've only studied about this in my practice management exam. <laughs> yeah, and I, I know that, like, this is about, this position's maybe, like, 75% proposals and interviews and stuff, and then the other stuff is the fun, like, social media, website, mm-hmm. blog kind of things, um, or even, like, internal marketing materials and stuff, career fairs, conferences. Um, but oh, that stuff's fun. Yeah, I am excited. I mean, it's there's not a lot of, a lot of that going on right now, but... Once there are some conferences that yeah that's so, awesome yeah that's a that's a huge change <laughs> yeah I, it was a big like risk to take in my career i guess but uh, it's early enough that it i was willing to do that and try something new 
because right. I'm not 100% sure what I want to do for the rest of my life nope. or like where I want to end up, obviously. Who knows? Nobody <laughs> knows. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah. It's very fun. Now's the time to like try new things. I think that's smart mm-hmm. to see. If you're curious about something, why not? Just do yeah. it. So. And especially during this time where it's like there's not a lot of opportunities out there. The fact that I was presented this opportunity, I really wanted to just take it. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. And I also got my first shot Woo. of the vaccine. We're ready to go. Yes. <laughs> One more. A couple more. A couple more weeks and we're we're all set we'll hopefully we can baked. travel yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think that that's it nice. pretty much yeah i mean that's a, lot. a pretty big life update <laughs> yeah it's, it, that encompasses a lot of my time right. that's half of the reason why we haven't really recorded also we've been super involved in other things oh yeah like life just like picked up oh my brother visited too i totally forgot true. what it was even the month of march yeah <laughs> it, just, it didn't happen yeah so so do you have any recommendations for us i do so i have a more serious one and a less serious one uh the first one is crip camp um it's a documentary it's it's like an hour and a half or something and i think it was it won awards for like a documentary at sun sundance film festival and the executive producers were michelle and barack obama oh which How have I not heard was a of surprise? This? It's about a camp, like a summer camp in the seventies for kids with disabilities, or not even just kids; they were all ages. Oh. And at that time, like they didn't have, they weren't even going to regular school. They were put into institutions and all that stuff. So it's really interesting. They they follow like a few of the people that were in the camp, and then later um, went on to get their jobs and study and stuff and. Mm-hmm. they like it follows this uh woman i forgot her name but she's the one that like spearheaded the whole like ada situation oh, in architecture cool. like the in, design changes that were were implemented to make like wheelchair like places accessible for wheelchairs and stuff like that so mm-hmm. super interesting like the second half of it is so important f- if you're in design at all like yeah so the the first part is more about the camp and then the second part is about like why like what can we change in the world to make it better so and more equitable so it was really interesting highly recommend it's very well made like it's beautiful and wow impactful i definitely want to add that to my list i feel like there's almost separation when you're studying or doing work for the ADA related mm-hmm. codes and you're like, oh, this is so annoying. I have to memorize these clearances yeah. and stuff. But then when you like put the human factor back into it, it just makes it all mm-hmm. more worth it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. And I had like the in the interview with Yusuf, the, the studio where he was my TA for, we worked with uh, a group in Atlanta that was like a young adults with disabilities and we designed like a com- communal living situation, like multiple individual kind of apartments in a complex so they could share like mm-hmm. caretakers and things like that um, as to like what would it look like for them to live independently once their parents get too old to take care of them. Oh, okay. So that's that a great was like studio concept. Yeah, it was super interesting. And that's where I learned most of that. And then once I watched the, the documentary, like I was familiar with most of it mm-hmm. because of that studio but i watched it with jose and he was like 
whoa, like so impacted. And I was like, you didn't know that? Because <laughs> you know? I had obviously like studied this before. Right. Every architect apparently needs to watch this. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Yeah, because you see it from a different perspective. Like they set, they set the scene really well. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then the other one that's like, I mean, it's pretty serious, but it's not as impactful. It's, a, it's called This is a Robbery. So it's about a huge art heist that happened at the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston in 1990. They stole like 14 pieces. They said it was something like $200 million. And it's it's a short series. I think it's like four episodes, but it's so good and so intriguing. Wow. Holy. And it's ridiculous how how bad the security was. Wow. I was going to ask if they were caught, but I guess I'll just watch I it. don't know. Oh, <laughs> I don't think so whoa um, oh my god and the, the oh my god they they cut the art out they didn't even take like they didn't take the frames they didn't take Stop. them out of the frames they cut them out what that's I, just like, oh my god they took a vermeer that's the one that like hit me the hardest because oh vermeer has like 35 paintings or something they literally took a pair of scissors yeah no like a knife or something and cut it out so it makes no sense. Like that's like more effort than just pulling it off the wall, right? I know. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't. I don't know. Like they obviously like wow. didn't. They knew what to take, but they didn't know yeah. how to treat it. That must be so jarring to see just like a hole in a frame. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's it's really it's a cool like documentary. Okay. Wow. Good to know. Yeah, those are my recs. The segment's the best. I always get recommendations, from Maria. <laughs> um. All right. So my recommendations aren't that aren't like as like impactful i would say but they're a little lighter um it's mostly gonna be like what i've been watching on netflix Mm -hmm. this past month um so one thing that i think a lot of people have been watching according to netflix top 10 or whatever is Ginny and georgia yes um maria watched it too i think i actually watched it after you told me to again um but yeah it's just a like good light teen drama yeah. it's like it's like a dirty gilmore girls yeah if you watched degrassi like back in the day it That's reminded what me of said. that he's mm-hmm. like this is better than degrassi <laughs> some of the stuff i'm like whoa i didn't do this when i was 15 um <laughs> yeah so just get over that part where you're yeah. like who are these kids but yeah this is definitely not for teenagers <laughs> no the references are de- very adult like they are there's so much harry potter <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like kids now i don't even know the there's some taylor now, swift taylor references swift. yeah but um yeah it's just like a fun tv to show to watch i wouldn't say it's like mentally stimulating <laughs> but if you wanted to watch something um and i think it's really cool that they bring in like topics about race and stuff which yeah. it's a pretty unique show so yeah i like that i think it could have easily been like a like a stupid just like very basic show mm-hmm. but yeah the the younger the daughter goes through a lot of stuff because she's like half black half white and you you really get into that and i don't think there's a lot of shows that that Mm -mm. do that so like that and then last night we actually watched a documentary called in and of itself and i think it was on hulu and nikki ashcon's sister actually recommended it and i don't even know how to explain it except that you guys just need to watch it (laughs) it's almost so he used to perform, it's a magician who used to perform the documentary live. So essentially it's like a taping of a live show, mm. but like compiled together and produced really well. Stephen Colbert produced it actually. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's like you see the audience and you see him. And yeah, basically 
it's really funny. Like there's some like famous people in the audience sometimes that have like come to watch the show. And it's just like a huge mind kind of like, I, I don't know, fuckery, honestly. <laughs> I'm going to bleep that out. It's like a huge mind game, basically. Yeah. And he like pulls the audience in and out. And yeah, it's just, I don't know. A lot of people like cried watching it. Whoa. and st- It gets like in your emotions. Oh. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't cry. I mean, actually, I looked at each other and we're like, whoa, <laughs> what's going on? Um, but it's not a typical magician show. I will mm-hmm. say so if you you know have a a night where you want to just be like whoa <laughs> i intrigued. recommend yeah intrigued yeah in and of itself all right so the topic for today is going to be apartment decor tips and tricks and what we've done and some of the things we may have changed because of the last couple or the last year that we've been at home so much and it's the house has to be had to have more functions and also Um, you like look at the same walls every day so why not just (laughs) revamp some areas (laughs) that you're spending a lot of time in yeah so we've been actually like talking for about 20 minutes before we started recording yeah we were like we actually need to start start recording because me and maria can just go off about decor forever yeah But, um, well, so let's set the scene a little bit. Like, what do our apartment... We both live in... Well, I live in an apartment. Emily lives in, like, part of a house. Yeah. But it's strange. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this house is <so> sketchy. <laughs> I live in a house. I belong there, guys. I'm not just, like, there. Um, but, yeah, you set the scene first. What? So tell us what your plan of your apartment is like mm-hmm. you know all that so stuff it's essentially a rectangle um and the main like kitchen living area is a rectangle and there's like a little alcove where we have the bed so if there was a wall there it would have been like a one-bedroom apartment but it is a studio and then right off the kitchen there's a door to the bathroom and then the closet's like between the bathroom and the mm-hmm. and the bed um i have a cute little plan that i drew so maybe i'll put that on instagram yes but oh gosh maria is such an architect <laughs> just sketching plans are fun yeah. it's super cute though i love the little furniture icons yeah i want to like print it out and that was one of the things i actually did big beginning of quarantine i was like i want to print out like a, a plan ago. and like frame it be cute but we never did yeah anyway um so also, it's a part of an apartment building right yeah it's like on the fourth floor so we have we do have like two pretty big windows which is great we got a lot of light in. We have a clear story kind of thing. So, yeah, it's real sunny in here right now. Yeah, and Even the plants love it. Yeah, it's very bright, which is great because we were in a very similar unit prior to this, which might be maybe it's a story for another episode that um, our apartment kind of flooded. So the importance of waterproofing. Yeah, <laughs> flashing, <laughs> flashing. Why you need it? Um, but that one was a legit like rectangle this one's the same plan but it's on the end of the building so it has a bit of an angle like it's 10 degrees i had to measure it for my plan um (laughs) but it it helps so much like open it up towards the window and it just it gives it a little bit more circulation and like living space it definitely makes a little bit of a difference it's crazy yeah expands it looks weird in plan like if i was looking at plans of apartments to visit and potentially rent i'd be like that's weird but you don't feel it when you're in your- Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had no idea until you told me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You would see it on the old one that doesn't have it and be like, I can't walk. <laughs> There's no <laughs> space. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's the setup. What about you? 
So um, I live in a house that from the 1920s, so it's a very historic house. And um, it's very large. It's on the corner in um, Virginia Highland neighborhood. So um, residential, um, it's split into five units. And it's split very bizarrely. <laughs> like, I don't know who the developer was, or the person who decided to cut it up. But somehow they fit five apartments in this house. Um, a big ass house. Yeah. <laughs> Though I think our unit, which is at the back of the house, and then there's another one. I think those were additions. Oh, okay. So, but anyways, so yeah, it's two floors actually, which is really nice. It's our first apartment with two floors. I feel like an adult. <laughs> I was like, wow, stairs. <laughs> <laughs> you can decorate for Christmas. All <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So it's a one bedroom, two bathroom. Um, the downstairs is very open floor plan. Um, we have our kitchen. And um, our office, makeshift office, opening up right after that. And then there's a living room as you kind of go into the apartment. And then a bathroom that's just actually has a clawfoot tub. <laughs> I was going to say it's a guest <laughs> bathroom. But yeah, so very nice. The person who uh, did it, like chose to finish his apartment did a good job. Um, and then upstairs, we literally don't have a hallway. It just opens up into our very small bedroom but it gets the job done. Fits our bed. We are nervous. We're like, there's a queen bed fitting up here. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then a, a bathroom um, is up there too. So um, the apartment has really tall ceilings, mm-hmm. which I love. Um, definitely has like little quirks because it's from the 1920s. Has like the original floor and um, you know some cool crown molding details, mm-hmm. um, and also a lot of light, which yeah, I think is super important in an apartment. Um, and, oh yeah, we have a little outdoor space too. We have mm-hmm. a deck, um, which has been really great during quarantine. Um, and yeah, it's, it was, it's been an awesome apartment. No complaints for mm-hmm. sure. So, yeah. And, um, I, I don't have outdoor space, sadly. She has like the Juliet, Juliet balconies. Man. Why is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> is it to like, if you're not in Paris, you? why are we doing this? <laughs> What are you going to do? Like sing out like in the early days of quarantine, like with your like instruments to your neighbors? Yeah. No. You're like, no, no one does that. Here. Whenever there's a fire alarm in the building, <laughs> I open the door. I mean, it's, it's nice that we have a big door. We can actually like open yeah. it up. They have French doors. Yeah. yeah. If, if there was no balcony, I guess it would just be a window. But <laughs> when there's a fire alarm, I just go out there and like peek at other people. Like, is everyone, is anyone mm-hmm. hearing this? And then like some people come out and they're like, Oh, crap. I guess I should get out of the building. <laughs> You're like, hi, neighbor. That, yeah. That was great. Then go back inside. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we can go through some of the things we, we did because they're pretty small apartments. So some apart, small apartment ideas and, and tips. Um, so for us, I think one of my biggest issues was to like separate the bedroom from the living because I just... I don't want to like eat dinner looking at my bed or mm-hmm. have people over and they sit on my bed like that happens a lot when you have a studio but since we have space to like have a couch in a separate area we added this like tall shelf it's it's from ikea it's the, like four by four square shelf thing um but it's like it totally separates the two areas and it's we sit we put so much stuff in this shelf like it's our main like storage mm-hmm. situation because we have like books models plants and then we have these boxes that hide all the stuff and we have like sweaters and camera equipment wow. and i would have never known yeah <laughs> you don't even know what's in there we have like bags and like 
not even not suitcases but like backpacks and stuff yeah so that's a big tip which to like separate the area if you can and have like a multi-purpose piece of furniture that can mm-hmm. be a separator a storage bookshelf and it's like appealing too yeah. like it's such too. a great idea where did you think of that did it just come to you yeah <laughs> jose says it was his idea but it was mine <laughs> fight for that one yeah i mean it was like i i told him we should probably get a a thing there Mm -hmm. and it's exactly the width of the bed so we can still walk on both sides very very important um and he was like oh sure i guess like that might work we could try that i'm like what do you mean this is a perfect idea it's totally gonna work so that's such a great studio tip you know to have some type of partition to separate you yeah yeah and we had the option of like this unit or a more triangle shaped unit Mm mm-hmm like an inside corner thing but that one it's just literally all one room so if wherever you put the bed there was no way you right unless you got like a actual like screen separator thing yeah like yeah Yeah. but bamboo sheet (laughs) that was like a very wasteful plan so this one totally works nice um so another tip that we recently changed up was to put like the big furniture against a wall we used to have our couch kind of in the middle, dividing up the dining from the living, like, sitting area. But that just, like, took up so much area, floor area in the middle of the of, of the space. So once we put it against the wall, it just opened up so much stuff. But then we didn't have a good TV wall because the couch is facing the shelf. So then we put the, the TV on a rolling cart. Also, is our bar. Yep. So multi-purpose things but it totally works we don't like watch tv all the time we just roll it over at night when we watch a movie or something Mm -hmm. yeah definitely opened up the space and yeah i totally agree that where whenever you can put a couch or anything against a wall do it including like sectionals or anything like try to find like a corner yeah back it up do you want me to keep going or do you want to alternate Um, i could i could jump in too um because you set up your you moved in there when pandemic was already a thing right yep so um yeah i guess going along the lines of big furniture um and couches and things like that um one thing one tip i have is to always go neutral for those things so that's on my list too yeah (laughs) one thing that was huge is like we moved right during the pandemic actually from our old apartment to this one and i would say we reused like a hundred percent of the stuff honestly i'm like trying to think what we didn't bring but the reason that worked is because, um, like, our couches were very neutral. Um, we had a leather couch. And actually, we purchased the second one, and it's a, a gray couch. So all, ours are also against the wall, which I think really opened up the space. Um, and we kind of like, a big, like, ottoman in the middle. Um, but, yeah, that's one of my tips for sure. Um, you don't get sick of it. If you want to, like, you know, jazz it up, you could always do it with accessories. Mm-hmm. Like, I think people are scared of getting, like, almost, like, bland couches, you yeah. know? But you're going to th- put blankets on it. You're going to put pillows on it. And um, that's yeah. definitely the way to go. So Yeah, I think for the big stuff that you're going to have for a while, definitely go neutral. And then you can get, like, an accent chair mm-hmm. that's more of a fun color. I mean, I'm not very – I don't – I'm not really that person. But Same. I love, like, when other people have, like, yeah. really fun colored furniture. I but do. it has to be, like – an accent Agreed. you can have like a huge sectional that's like green or blue i mean i you can i just wouldn't you just can't <laughs> you just can't um but yeah yeah no i i think it's definitely done, done better in like little doses mm-hmm. for sure 
Um, along those lines, another thing we did is we changed the rug in mm-hmm. our in our apartment. And I'd always forget what a world of a difference a rug makes. And um, before we had like a red, like Persian rug, which we really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in our last apartment, but we actually got Alfie. So we decided to get a ruggable, which is like a washable rug. And this rug is lighter. It's like a cream white color. Um, and it just brightened up the space. It totally changed the vibe of the space. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say that's like a really quick tip or like a thing you could do. It's like, oh, let's just get a new living room rug. Your whole room will feel different. It's yeah. crazy. It makes it so cozy too. Like we didn't have a rug for a while. And then that was one of the things. I think we bought it right before Ikea closed. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So... I forgot you guys didn't have one. Yeah. I can't even imagine it without it now. Right. And that other unit we were that flooded um, was all carpet. And then this one has a little, it has carpet where the bed is, but the rest is kind of like a linoleum thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of cold, you know? Yeah. It was a cozy little thing yeah. to put my feet on. I know, right? It's too cold without a rug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to do an- another tip? Um, yeah. Let's see. Oh, okay. Extra seating ideas. So that was one of the things we had before the pandemic when we were having like people over. Um, I was always like self-conscious <laughs> that there was not a lot of places for people to sit. Like, Every small apartment yeah. deals with this. For you sure. could, you can't have like a movie night with like six people. Yeah. No way. So, cause we only had one couch that fits like three people Four if they're like two couples that sit really close together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, it's, I hope everyone knows each other. It's here. a little tight. Yeah. It's a little tight. <laughs> um so one before so now we have like an extra like an accent chair that we got last year but before that we didn't have anything so the first thing we did was we bought these two benches from ikea they're like small like cheap i don't they're like 30 bucks or something that we usually keep like our plant on top of or you know yeah we usually keep our our potted plants on it but it it can be a a little bench thing for when you have more people or Mm -hmm. if you're playing like a board game with four or five people right then you can pull that over and use that so that was one of the things we did to like have it function for anything i mean they're just like tiny wooden benches they can do anything right it'd be a step stool for Mm -hmm. me for emily (laughs) (laughs) yeah i need step stools yeah um i yeah along the seating um kind of theme we have a poof which is like a I don't even know how to say it. Like, almost like a beanbag. <laughs> well, it, it's like a... It's an ottoman. Yeah, it's like an yeah. ottoman. It's not that soft. Like, it's hard enough right. you can put You can the, sit yeah. on it or put your legs on it. So, one nice thing about either an ottoman or a poof is, like, it could serve as storage. Mm-hmm. You could open it up or it could be seating. So, and you could kind of just, like, pull it over and everyone could just, like, sit on it. Yeah. So, that's another uh, And hack. you use it as a coffee table. Like, yep. if you put a, a big tray on it, yeah. then you can put your food and, and drinks in there yeah just because it's soft doesn't mean you can't like put things on it you get like coasters you get a tray yeah yeah that's a good i one. wish i had that i don't like our coffee table so i was i was not about the ottoman for a while and ashon was like you're gonna thank me like it's way more comfy and i'm like but it's ugly no and it's then, not i, I love it. I, thought it was ugly. <laughs> I was like no i want a wood coffee table oh. or a wicker coffee table but yeah uh functionally definitely not as cozy for sure yeah. um Another tip that I guess something we've been adding to recently is um, more art. Mm -hmm. So I found finding art to be really difficult actually online for like what I was specifically looking for. I was like, I want something neutral or I want, you know, a pop of color. I don't know. It's just 
the online art world is very intimidating to me. I don't know why, or it's really expensive. Um, So a hack for that is a lot of museums have actually opened up their databases for their art where you could download like super high resolution images from them. So that's a great tip. mm -hmm. And I think, well, what we did was just Google like free, um, you know, or like 10 museums that offer free whatever downloads. But um, specifically the we actually went to Amsterdam pre pandemic and they had an art museum and they recently opened up their art museum um, doc, or art, and it's so good. It's so beautiful. We downloaded a bunch of stuff from them, and they have it almost like Pinterest, where you can, like, pin some images. And, um, yeah, they have, like, themes, like, botanical. So we have, like, some botanical prints in our kitchen, and then – or you could do, like, posters and, like, things mm-hmm. like that. So definitely check out what um, – images art museums are having for like copyright free or whatever Mm -hmm. um and then you can just print it yourself so um my favorite printer for like online stuff you just upload it it's called nation's photo lab Mm. so we actually do that for photos too and it's super high quality like we actually got ashcon sister some prints and i like uploaded whatever she wanted to nation's photo lab and had it sent to her house um so definitely check out that place and yeah, upload some free art, guys. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't know, like, a good place to print. Because mm-hmm. I've only ever used, like, FedEx or something. And yeah, like FedEx annoying. or Costco. I mean, Costco is pretty good for, like, photos. But if you are doing, like, a really high-resolution, like, poster or something, mm-hmm. I definitely recommend um, Nation's Photo Lab. Yeah, that was on my list, too. I think we ended up just kind of printing stuff we already had that we never put on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, we didn't even print it. We just had it. Um, or... I made it. <laughs> oh my gosh, pro tip. If you are an artist or an architect, draw something up and frame it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I framed like a some stuff I did for a drawing class. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, I kind of made it already knowing that I wanted it to be on my wall. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, it's like, and how then, much are you selling that for, Maria? I'm looking at it right now. Her artist. <laughs> <laughs> um, it took so long. Um, it looks, yeah, it looks yeah. tedious. They're like four kind of geometric pencil drawings mm-hmm. oh i did art for my house too yeah you did yeah i did on illustrator mm-hmm. yeah guys i mean you know simple art is really in right now <laughs> you know <laughs> geometric patterns you can do that and then once you put through a frame on it you're like wow yeah you know this would cost like 50 and that's bucks. also something you can quickly change if you get bored or if you're tired of it or if you change your right. colors around and you're like i'm i'm done with red i want blue now yeah and you didn't invest like in right. this crazy art piece that you got sick of. It's really just your own stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> and we framed a puzzle, too. Oh, yeah. And we want to frame another one. The puzzle you gave us. Oh, We want to really? frame that one, too. Oh, my gosh. Um, and we usually do, like, Amazon, Target, or Ikea for frames. They're mm-hmm. really expensive and scary to find. Ikea but... has good selection. Yeah. Um, I heard Target recently has come out with some good, like, neutral wood frames, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, we just, oh. like, look for the cheapest one for the size we need. Yeah. For sure. And another thing along the line of frames is if you want to change up the look of something, um, switch out the mat board in a frame. Mm. So mat board's like the white space in it. Um, I think it's really trendy to have like a lot of white space and like a small picture right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you could choose whatever size you want and then change the, the picture inside and it just feels like a brand new piece of mm-hmm. art. I personally like the like overly matted look. I think it's super cute. 
Um, it looks very gourmet. Like if you went to a fancy restaurant, they give you like three raviolis. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's like a little thing in the middle. Oh, man. Um, you could get creative with it, too, with it too. I know I keep talking about stuff we've gotten Nikki, Ashwan's sister, but the prints I got her, she wanted like an offset mat. So it looks almost like a Polaroid. So like the picture oh, yeah. is up high and there's a lot of white space below it. So it's kind of cool. Like it's not for everyone. I really like it. Ashon was like, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, check out map board options at like Blick. Um, mm-hmm. It's an art store or Michaels. You could yeah, probably make like, it too. You could at a Bristol. Yeah. You got an exacto yeah. knife? Go yeah. for it. Just make sure you cut some clean lines. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cut yourself. Yeah. Um. Let me see. Oh, I had like some light uh, ideas like uh, for lighting and lamps and Huge. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, like for my home, prefer warmer lights. 100%. So, yeah, I, I think that that's probably the only place I would put warm lights in because everywhere else it kind of looks bland. Or not bland, but just like old. I don't know how to explain it. But for at home... It makes total sense. Mm-hmm. And we have like ceiling lights here in the apartment and they're all white bulbs except for like the pendant lights in the, in the island. That's the only ones I usually keep on. And then we have a few lamps and we have like fairy lights on the window because mm-hmm. why not? <laughs> I'm going to do that until I'm too old. Like, <laughs> I'm like, we have that too. <laughs> yeah. On our it's really cute. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so warm lights make it a lot more cozy and you can like really, I guess, wind down at the end of the day. If you're only using the lights that are in your apartment or in your house, that is like very harsh. It's either like pitch oh black or like super fluorescent, bright. Fluorescent, like office lighting. Yeah. What is up with apartments like having that as like a baseline? Like same with know. ours. Like who wants this like bright white light? It's no, like we have that like right above. Well, I guess I don't know. They imagine the bed going there, but it's like right up. We never turn that on. <laughs> no. It's like right above the bed. Why would... Yeah. No. We have the same situation in our kitchen. There's this one light that's like this like bright white. We're like, never turn that on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think lighting is so important. And like along what Maria said, to have like multiple layers of lighting. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like we have l- literally just turned lamps on. I yeah. rarely find myself turning on the overhead light with a switch. So just get like, you know, a little table lamp, floor lamps coming from different sources, even fairy lights. Mm-hmm. Like they provide like a little bit of a glow um and definitely in the warm tone um otherwise you look like a serial killer (laughs) (laughs) and like if you live i guess where emily lives like she's her windows out to the street if you have your bright light on at night like everyone can see what you're doing oh my gosh so funny i was on the deck with my neighbor the other day and we look across and there's an apartment building where you could see the windows and the lighting and then some of them had the bright fluorescent light and some of them had the warm light. And mm-hmm. you could just see them all. And we we're like, who are those people? <laughs> Crazy that have that on. We're like, that's just jarring. <laughs> that's really funny we're talking about this right now because literally just had this conversation. Um, if you, well, we're going to get into plants. I think you and me can both talk about that and the importance of that. But before that, um, if you're not a plant aficionado or plant daddy, like you <laughs> said, <laughs> Um, a hack is to get dried flowers and dried plants. Mm. So it's actually very in right now. I'm seeing like in vases, people just kind of like, like, you know, some like whatever eucalyptus, lavender. Um, so yeah, it, you, there's no maintenance required. You basically just yeah. buy it from Whole Foods, which is where I got my lavender. 
They last forever. Mm -hmm. They smell so good. It's good for Um, people that kill plants. Yeah, it is. You're not gifted Mm -hmm. or lucky. I mean, I'm not like amazing at it. So I was like, I'm on this. (laughs) And same with eucalyptus. I got my eucalyptus from Trader Joe's for like four bucks and it lasts forever. Like you, you could water it. And eventually as it dries though, it still looks really pretty. Um, You can mix it with a lavender, which is what I've been doing. Um, And you can just throw it in a vase and it just looks really classy. Um, Mm. and along those lines, this is kind of hilarious, but, (laughs) um, kombucha bottles are like this, like brown glass Mm -hmm. that you and me both like, like it's our soap dispensers are that color. (laughs) What I've been doing is taking the label off these kombucha bottles and using them as vases. I mean, yeah. I've seen people do that with beer bottles. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. (laughs) Use your bottles guys and put some dried flowers in it. Um, so you can put it in your bathroom or whatever, but yeah, the brown kombucha bottles look They're so cute. cute. They're like, they look like, um, old like medicine Yeah, or like the old Coke bottle. Yep. The very first one. For sure. Um, syrup or some something. seltzer bottles too, like Topo Chico is super cute. You know, oh, that's a cute. I, yeah. We were, uh, we were just talking about this, uh, b- before we recorded about how we hate when people just straight up buy like decor. Oh, yeah. Like, just random vases to decorate. Mm -mm. We can get into that later. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Yeah. Anyways. um, Okay, so... about plants then, or...? Well, I have... Well, yeah, we can do... Yeah, let's do plants. Have plants. (laughs) (laughs) No, okay, I have a... one One of the things that I realized... I wasn't a plant person at all until... Actually, Yusuf gave me... A baby plant of the like spider plant thing Aww. that was like my first plant it literally like hibernated for a year because i li- like i didn't even pot it it was a disaster but it didn't die so um it flourished and then we started like accumulating more plants and we got some plants from jose's um brother that moved away so i think it's just like with because most of our stuff is neutral it just brings so much, like, mm-hmm. it brings color, but in a natural way, obviously. It's, yeah. like, not obnoxious. It breathes life into the apartment. Yeah, and it's just, like, so fun, and I don't know. I think it's really fun, especially with quarantine. Like, we were just home all day. Like, <laughs> every morning, I'm like, hello. Hi, plant. Have you grown? Is that your pet? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, plants make such a huge difference on your mood. Like, I'm pretty sure there's science to back this up. You know, yeah. it's pumping oxygen in the air all this stuff so and you're taking care of it yeah you're watering Mm -hmm. i mean maria's you know pretty advanced she has a fiddly fig which is notoriously a difficult plant so i don't know how or why it's doing well (laughs) but i'm not complaining (laughs) (laughs) i would i'm blaming like i'm giving credit to our windows i think Mm -hmm. because they're very high like they're all the way up to the ceiling so we get especially in the winter the sun hitting pretty directly like the whole apartment so and the plants like a little bit like halfway through right to the window so it's it's thriving nice along those lines if you don't have a lot of light in your apartment we definitely have corners like that at our apartment mm-hmm. so there are certain plants that really still are really hardy and can thrive in low light so i recommend pothos so that's like the of you probably have seen it it's a vine plant almost and it can go real wild if it has a lot of light it could really grow but Mm -hmm. if it doesn't have light it's still pretty stable so we have a bunch of those and i think they're so pretty and you know maria has a similar kind of vine situation you can like drape them on things you drape around your window bookshelf 
Um, and also Chinese evergreens. Mm. We have that in a really dark corner, and I don't know how it's surviving. <laughs> Apparently, it could survive purely on artificial light. So we have a lamp oh, wow. like right behind it, like a floor lamp, and it's alive. <laughs> wow. Nice. Proud to say. So, yeah, find yourself some hardy plants. They definitely exist. Yeah, so definitely. The spider plants. Are good. I don't know what the official name is. Spider plant. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I have a few, like, things that we do to kind of keep our apartment at looking as best as it can and like organized because i feel like especially after we both started like doing school or working from home we were just doing everything in one room oh yeah like working waking up eating having like free time like stuff gets everywhere too oh my god and it was just it was a disaster but um (laughs) It, like you have to at least for us like every day like at the end of the day we do like a very quick like put everything back in its place everything has a place which is essential everything needs a place to go even in a small apartment i feel like we we figured out a storage situation where everything has a place except my laptop i never know where to put my laptop oh, my it's just sense. always on the table yeah <laughs> um because we i we have a, like a little office area but that's what jose uses so when i work from home i just work in the dining table so laptop is there but if everything else is in place, it looks fine. But um, yeah, I think keeping it like consistently putting things back in place and organizing it is essential so that you it doesn't get too bad mm-hmm. at the end of the week. I feel like with clothes, they always get everywhere. Oh, <laughs> now we, well, we bought an accent chair. That's where all the, all the clothes go. Oh, um, naturally. Everyone has that one chair. The chair. Yeah. <laughs> so I think during the week, especially like if I'm work, I'm going to the office, I just like t- take my office clothes off and just like throw it somewhere oh. and I don't have the energy to like fold them or do anything mm-hmm. about it. So at least that, like everything but the clothes, we keep pretty organized mm-hmm. so that we can actually like enjoy it on the weekend, have yep. like a nice clean house. And also whatever comes in, something needs to come out. Oh, yeah. With, especially with the closet. But with kitchen stuff or bathroom things, like if we're getting new towels, we need to be donating some towels or like anything like that. Shoes, especially. We never have enough like storage for shoes. But oh, yeah. I always have like an ongoing donation pile. Oh, yeah. That lives in our car right now (laughs) (laughs) because like one day we'll drop it off at Goodwill. But yeah, we're just gathering enough of it. But yeah, 100% agree. Like force yourself to like evaluate your stuff like once every six months i would say yeah be like have i worn this or touched this in the last six months Mm -hmm. and do i want to yeah and yeah i know a lot of people have trouble like parting with things i particularly don't i don't know i'm i used to but i'm I'm very good about it now yeah because i don't i don't want that junk in my life you know i'm like like, get it away from me (laughs) i'd rather have more room yeah and also like one of the things that it's like a regret that i have (laughs) with our coffee table like we if you give yourself the storage space you're going to fill it up mm-hmm. and our coffee table is huge and it has a little shelf at the bottom which is great because we put a bunch of we used to like put nice books in it but now it's just full of stuff we don't know where to oh, put yeah. like old models books notebooks like school stuff and i just oh my god mm-hmm. we really need to like go through it but it's one of those things yeah i would like to have a smaller coffee table so i don't put junk in it the same i that's like our tv stand where it was like oh this is gonna be our electronic area like literally (laughs) everything just goes in that tv stand and those drawers are stuffed which is fine though because from the outside it looks whatever 
Um, but, oh, this is kind of a random tip also, but just let one last one throw in there. If you want to cha- elevate the look of a piece of furniture, change the hardware mm-hmm. of it. So we did that with our TV stand and we got um, just like knobs from Anthropology, and they're usually really cheap, but our Ikea TV stand all of a sudden looks custom. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So definitely like think about that when you see like an ugly dresser, you're like, oh, like I don't want this, but could yeah. you just Or if it's like a knobs? very basic design. You yeah, they, you know, everybody has, but right, you want to spice it up. Yeah, you could paint it. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit too More far for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, change the knobs. All right, so I think that was um, kind of like our tips for how to make your apartment more cozy um make you want to spend more time in it especially during these times when everyone's you know spending more time at home and working from home and things like that so love your space (laughs) (laughs) yes take care of it do you want to talk a little bit about some trends and our thoughts on it sure what do you have so these are honestly sourced from TikTok because <laughs> apparently, so me and Maria don't have TikTok, even though we've been told we should have one. Um, the interior design is really big on TikTok. So there's a lot of trending kind of hashtags. And one of them is green walls in general slash green kitchens. So we were talking about this earlier, but do you remember when blue was really big? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's green. Wow. What are your thoughts? <laughs> um... I think they look good on Instagram. I don't know if I would have that at my house. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I don't like dark kitchens too much, especially like for cleaning it and just finding like, I feel like ch- kitchens and bathrooms need to be, you need to see the dirt, you mm-hmm. know, like, cause you don't want it to be dirty. I'm a clean freak if you haven't noticed, but um, <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. Like it's cute. I think I would do, do it in like, a little if i had like a basement with a kitchenette thing that i don't right, use all the like time the quirky kitchen it would be like that would be the space or yeah a little bar situation yeah. but not the main kitchen that you're doing like you're cooking all the time right and it's so hard to forecast what's going to be trendy in the next couple of years and yeah. all of a sudden you just have this green kitchen you get which tired of it don't get me wrong i think they're really really pretty on instagram yeah. too i also want to say like it needs to be the right environment like is there light coming in this kitchen yes you can't do it to any kitchen like i'm imagining it in like mine or like maria's where there's not like a massive window Mm -hmm. right into the kitchen you can't like it would just look way too dark dark. yeah Yeah. and like it would it looks different like i i there's a a girl i follow on youtube and she renovated her kitchen a while ago but the kitchen and the living is like all one thing but the wind there's a huge window right next to the kitchen and she did the kitchen and the lounge a dark that dark blue that they were doing before and it works great for the lounge because it's like a cozy like tv area like fireplace and it looks dark but then when in the kitchen the blue is just like blue in your face no, <laughs> like no, it's no. not even dark blue but it's the same paint so it's like you have to see how much light is hitting it and mm-hmm. and because it really is going to look different yeah even throughout the day so right people do paint swatches on a wall and like watch it all day yeah you're it's going to be different mm-hmm. yeah. so i don't know <laughs> you know green walls like like plant walls or no paint? painted oh man i don't know i don't think so yeah i'm gonna say maybe depending on the house <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe like a tiny bathroom yeah or something yeah 
I will say, maybe I'm just saying this now, I like the green better than the blue, I think. Like the, the this tone of green, it's like almost like a bluish army green or mm. something. I think I like it better than like the blue that was really in. Yeah, before. I think so too. All right. Okay. And another trend is pink bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> like like light pink, millennial, millennial pink. pink. What are your thoughts? I think um, it's very outdated, even though it's a trend right now. It's like it's how bathrooms were at my grandma's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Things are just cyclical. Like they'll come yeah. back. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. We were just talking about this. I like millennial pink, but in the form of like a phone case <laughs> or objects. objects, like a cup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Or yeah. like, I don't know, a shirt. But I don't know if I would paint a full wall that. I think that's also something that would totally change depending on the lighting, yeah. like natural light and like artificial light. I feel like a pink wall with a warm light would be just oh God. a lot. Like an orange tone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really like pink at yeah. all in anything personally because mm-hmm. that's uh, my skin color. So <laughs> I don't like I can't wear, wear that clothes. color. <laughs> I got like a hoodie that's like light pink because it the model looks so good with it on the website and i was like oh cute you know lounge pink stuff no i look <laughs> i literally look like i'm not wearing anything <gasps> no well it's that's like bad. me and like tan colors yeah like, i can't wear that you know like brownish tan like, yeah just blends in yeah um but yeah no i think as a like kind of like the green thing it's gonna go in and out too yeah. so it's hard I think if it's something you can easily change like then do, do like a, a millennial pink like art thing that you can switch out <laughs> i wouldn't yeah. get like pink tiles no yeah <laughs> like paint is temporary tile is a lot more yeah yeah involved what about like seasonal decor oh like are you having a, a easter <laughs> door wreath thing oh man so <laughs> I don't know. Seasonal decor for apartments, I just think it's just too much storage. It's too much. Like, so you have to pull out stuff for Halloween. You have to pull out stuff for Christmas. And then what? You move on to spring things. Like, how many things are you collecting? Yeah. And I think it's fine when it's, like, in the form of, like, maybe a towel or something Mm -hmm. that you switch out. But when people, like, I think it's really big on Instagram right now. For people to feel left out if they don't go all in on the seasonal stuff because oh they gosh. see houses doing that. Like for Halloween, this past Halloween, I saw people covering their walls in bats. Did you see that? Yeah. That was like a huge thing that like interior people were doing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what are you going to do with that afterwards? And yeah. I don't know. I and just like, plus, when is your house ever just the house that you design? Like, yeah. You know, like, is it ever just the interiors that you decorated and without anything extra yeah <laughs> that's I crazy know. no i yeah we don't have anything jose is very against that um i <laughs> i'm i christmas is different oh yeah christmas is we're fine. not trying to be grinches right now yeah but, yeah no. i totally like christmas um but yeah it, it's just so much storage and then i think that's also kind of trendy too because some some years it's like for christmas you do this but then the next year it might be like a different yeah. thing that you want to do i remember christmas used to be all about red and green but recently everyone's like oh i want to get i want to do neutral christmas yeah. it's all about like the white green and, and tan yeah or yeah wood color things mm-hmm. like that which i think is really cute too but you know it's gonna change again you're yeah. gonna have to throw it all out and then yeah. what the, the furthest thing i ever do is like we have um like the kitchen towel thing 
we have like the same one in like three different colors red green and blue so like for christmas it's the green one for valentine's day it's the red one like, like that's that. as far as yeah, go. that's awesome yeah yeah no one notices probably but i right. do <laughs> i do i think it's cute when you have kids and a lot of people are gonna say oh i do it for my kids right yeah we might and change our mind later yeah so maybe we're just like i don't know we're practical 20 somethings right now. we're practical and on a budget yes and we have small space talk to us again we have a suburban home maybe that'll be different <laughs> hopefully that never happens i know except me and maria don't want to do that <laughs> thoughts on suburbia that's yeah. too much we want to live in a city forever yeah all right okay. so we also have some questions yes we wanted to do a little q a section at the end because i feel like it's been a while mm-hmm. since we did a more like chill episode so we asked you guys on instagram for a few questions let me pull them up so okay so i got a couple questions about like job changing because people saw it on my linkedin i guess but um i spoke a little bit about it and i think i don't really know what this person was asking specifically but um since there's like not a lot of positions out right now i think we did a lot of um, we put a lot of thought into this and we made those previous episodes like the career fair and interview to kind of help you out. We also got questions like how like job search tips, but I think so how I found out about this job was more of a network thing. It wasn't a real open thing that was advertised. Mm-hmm. Like it was a traditional like, job posting on a website. Right. Yeah. It wasn't that it was more through my connections. So I think that that is the way to go right now because I think a lot of firms, I mean, a lot of firms are actually hiring right now. Like, I've it's seen picking it back up. come up a lot, even on LinkedIn, LinkedIn yeah. posts and stuff. Yeah. And I think people are being very vocal about it too, because if you're hi- like, if I were hiring right now, I'd be like, guys, I'm, I'm hiring guys. Like <laughs> people have gotten way better at that. I don't know if it's yeah. the pandemic, but yeah, I've seen a lot of more like personal people on LinkedIn being like, my firm like, is hiring. Yeah. That was not a thing before. Right. But, and I think yeah. that's really nice and helpful. So definitely like watch out for that mm-hmm. and keep track of that and connect with those people. Even if, like, it might not turn into anything right now, just, like, introduce yourself, even if you don't know them. I would I would do that if right. I were in that position. But um, I think it's really activating your network, not just on, like, LinkedIn, you know, posting, like, oh, I'm looking for a job. It's, like, actually calling or emailing people that you know and telling them, like, what are you, what are you working on? Like, do you need any help with this? Or do you know anyone yeah. that, you know would be looking for something like that Mm -hmm. for sure yeah and tell everyone all your interests like since this was not a really architectural position it was because i had expressed my interest in marketing and business development to probably everyone that i talk to about career i tell them that that i want to learn more about that and even when i start a new job like every internship i've had i've said that I've mentioned it to some people. Right. So, so important to be vocal. Yeah, we we talked about this in our I think our internship podcast or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's what I would say about that. Yeah. Along the lines of job searching, I, I agree that, you know, it's all about your network and tapping into relationships and things. I think that's gonna get you the furthest. Um, another strategy that I did is kind of just honestly like Googling like top 20 or 50 firms in Atlanta and I know that sounds kind of funny but I like came across firms I didn't even know about Mm -hmm. and there's just so many and firms that you know you're not going to see as the 
the typical ones posting on LinkedIn, they maybe some smaller residential firms. These other firms are definitely hiring right now. They're like really busy. And I got like such a good response rate from like the firms that didn't even post on their website. I just reached out to them like similar to what Maria said, like, hey, do you need help? What are you working on? Like I'm available for even like part time if you're open to that, you know, doing contract to be in with. And I got a lot of feedback being like, yeah, we are really busy. And, you know, they just might have not had the chance to post themselves. So, yeah, definitely, you know, reach out to kind of the the lesser known firms, too. Yeah. And I would say, like, I would write down what your non-negotiables are with with this job that you might get. And but also be flexible with that and like open up your your requirements a little bit and open up your your pool of choices. Like you said, like go for firms that you might have not gone for before because the market is pretty crazy right now. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a lot of competition to get yeah. into the more well-known firms that are hiring. So I would, I would do that and say, okay, I can't give up, you know, I don't know, two weeks vacation is like essential to me. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> then you, or like, I really, really hate like single family residential. So yeah. there's no way, but maybe if you kind of don't like it, but you haven't we'll tried it yet, like, it. I would be open to it. Yeah. yeah. At least go through the motions of an interview or like practice with an interview because it gives them a chance to tell them more about, tell you more about their firm and you're also practicing how to interview. Yeah. So I think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chicken first or egg first? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's very important. Uh, I need to think about this. <laughs> I've never know? seriously been asked this question. But from uh, evolution standpoint, <laughs> I would say egg. Yeah, I would say egg first too. Because for the first chicken to appear, there had to be an egg. Mm-hmm. But how did the egg get there? I don't know. And that's all we have to say about this question. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, different careers for architects. Like, what are the possible paths that you can take? Like leadership positions, virtual design, set design, game design. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we know a lot about that. <laughs> well, you're an example. Yeah. Marketing manager. Yeah. I think that's a, a pretty a smoother transition mm-hmm. um, that you could do like after you've worked on architecture firms before. But a lot of people end up like taking these paths in grad school. I think that's a good place to try this out Mm -hmm. and like we said on the grad um grad school episode is like after undergrad when you're picking a grad school you're kind of picking what what you want from them and you're you're the one benefiting from um what they're doing so you can pick whichever one caters to your interests so if you're interested in that you can definitely find a program that yeah goes that direction um but yeah, I think architects end up doing a lot of stuff. Like you always hear about people in completely different industries. Like, I mean, I can think of Virgil Abloh, like the fashion. He's a fashion designer, but he was trained as an architect. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a um, one. Um, you could go into graphic design. I've heard of architects going into tech companies and becoming like a UX designer, mm-hmm. which is like you're doing a lot of like user interfacing, like app design and things. And architects, you know, like have a lot of presentation skills. So that goes into that. Um, you could also work for the owner and be like the owner's representative. Mm -hmm. So you're not, you're working with the architect and working on behalf of the owner who might not know design as well or something. You're like 
talking the architecture talk for someone that doesn't yeah yeah um a lot of people like that or you can work for the contractor you know Mm -hmm. and some people might say that's traitor but (laughs) (laughs) you could also do that there you could be a construction manager Mm -hmm. um there's it's just there's a lot yeah there's a lot i think anything that like architecture school doesn't it really doesn't teach you how to design a building like actually put a building together (laughs) um but it teaches you concepts like i think one of the things that i struggled a lot in undergrad with and i now i i know it's really not an easy thing is to like translate your thoughts and ideas and organization strategies into a visual thing Mm -hmm. like a diagram like diagramming was a huge part of my first few years in in undergrad and i struggled so hard with that it's really hard yeah. I didn't understand why it was what I was doing was wrong. Like it was so hard to understand what that meant. And you can look at examples all day and it doesn't click mm-hmm. until I you've done it enough, I guess. But I think any career that has that transition like where you have an idea and you want to make it a physical representation like a graphical thing, I think architects do well in. Yeah, I think so too. Because yeah, you can't represent your ideas any other way except visually. Mm-hmm. So, but I think that's a huge attractive point in a lot of different careers, like the ones we just mentioned, like mm-hmm. graphic design, set design, things like that. Um, so, yeah, I think you have a lot of different venues. Yeah. For sure. And that's one of the things like we want to kind of explore with the people that we want to interview mm-hmm. um, to show different ways. Like Yusuf was one, a path that isn't so obvious um to go into a phd but we want to interview people that have actually like done different things with an architecture degree yeah for sure stay tuned okay and the last question this is a question i actually got in person but i wanted to touch on because i think it's interesting and a lot of people might want to (laughs) know yeah um but i was asked well first of all is this whole podcasting thing harder or easier than we thought and without a doubt it's harder (laughs) yeah i think it's a lot more steps than what people think or what i thought (laughs) yeah for sure i thought we just needed a good mic and like a computer and just sit down and maybe like prepare a little bit but Mm -hmm. no it's a lot of i mean just the technical part was a more than i thought was going to be but then for like an an episode um like this one or one that has a a little bit more like the internship one or career fair one we usually have a a pretty long meeting like a week prior to recording where we kind of lay it all out like what are some of the topics we want to hit and some of the questions we want to answer but then after that we kind of go inside to inside the topics to see okay what are we actually going to talk about and yeah I feel like a lot of podcasts sound like they kind of just like make it up on the spot or like there isn't planning that goes into it. But I'm, I bet that they similarly had like a pre-meeting. You can't mm-hmm. just like turn on the mic and go. It's like so, I remember our first episode, oh my gosh. we were so awkward. So No, I mean, not even the first episode when we got, I think we were like testing the software or something and we just like, oh, let's just like pretend, like do, pretend we're doing the intro episode. And it was a disaster. Like we were, we were both frozen. quiet and like did not sound like ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely gets easier with time. But yeah, you always have some type of like rough outline. And, and especially for episodes where they're a little bit more technical, like mm-hmm. the lead one yeah. or things where we're like really giving advice that is super detailed and takes a lot of planning. So yeah, 
same with the project of the week when we do them we mm-hmm. have to like look it up and know what we're going to talk about yeah but the conversational topics me and maria are like actually friends so we don't really have problems with it yeah like today <laughs> was not a difficult one to prepare for no. but because yeah. we talk about this stuff anyway so yeah <laughs> and then after like you record the episode we have to edit it which isn't too bad usually we just cut like some gaps or if i coughed or yeah <laughs> there's a siren or something yeah <laughs> there's a like, dog barking <laughs> yeah my neighbor's dog whatever um and then we export that we add the music and the intro and all that and then we upload it to our like hosting website which is buzzsprout if you listen there you'll know yeah um buzzsprout's been very good yeah it's like a great it. website and we just post it there we prepare the show notes make the graphic for instagram blast social media social media everything we have like a little like a uh, series of to-dos before every episode mm-hmm. so but i think it's very fulfilling yeah and the whole time like from the beginning we've had a list of people we want to interview and a list of topics that mm-hmm. we, it's like a brain dump we just like threw everything there and we've covered a lot of the first ones that we we wanted to like the lead and career fair and yeah grad school undergrad stuff so now we're starting to branch out of our initial kind of like topics list right yeah, the other things we first wanted to hit mm-hmm. yeah well yeah that's pretty much it mm-hmm. i think i'm sure I there's think, more stuff yeah i mean i guess as far as podcasting like a tip i think is the microphone is very important yeah because that kind of cuts out a lot of audio stuff we have to deal with right right yeah we have a great um editing software too mm-hmm. or recording software that takes care of like the volume kind of situation oh yeah and with a good mic that was one of the things we wanted to invest on was a good mic mm-hmm. to begin with yeah we have the yeti blue, blue. and blue yeah yeti. we both have the exact same mic. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it's worked really great i think that's pretty much yeah our, our process in podcasting if you have any more questions about that feel free to dm us we are also pretty new to this world but i think yeah we've done 11 episodes now mm-hmm. and we're definitely in a groove so yeah any tips or anything we're, we're happy to offer let us know but that's pretty much it we hope you enjoyed our tips for your home and that you maybe try a few of them <laughs> yeah thanks so much for listening as always and you can check us out on social media at open plan podcast on instagram and listen to us on spotify or apple or wherever you listen yeah. and yeah. give us a nice review if you're enjoying it yeah we hope you enjoyed this kind of more like conversational this like me and maria chatting episode we really like recording these types too so mm-hmm. yeah all right guys see you next time bye